Hey, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast like I did? I, I thought I was crazy and I just did it. When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on all the apps and, and get people to listen? And, and how do I make money from it? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Crazy, right? I love Anchor. It's easy and you should use it too. So if you always wanted to do your own podcast and start making money, go to anchor.fm backslash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Thanks. Quentin, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well. It's the first time someone's called me Quentin in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer the Q? I prefer whatever, man, but Q's easier, so people typically call me Q. How are yeah. you? Doing all right. Where, where are you, in, in, in Milwaukee? I am, and it's raining, and there's ice storms. And oh, <laughs> we got, we, it was pretty nasty here. This winter's been abs- absolutely crazy. It's been warm. It was like in the 50s, and I don't know, man. People are just complaining. It's cold. It's hot. Where are you just, at? I am in Long Island. Um, yeah, I work. Uh, I work from a pretty cool office space. Are you familiar with um, with Long Island? You've been out here. I have. I have family up there, but I I'm not. I'm not overly familiar. No. Yeah, I work um, at this pretty cool shared office space. Uh, it's kind of like a WeWork okay. here in Long Beach. So I'm about a minute and a half away from the beach, which is great because in the summertime I take lunch breaks, go over to the boardwalk, get some fresh air and uh and see the ocean well awesome and thanks again for making the time to connect i really appreciate it yeah dude i appreciate you having me on this yeah, well, i don't know what to call it but <laughs> i mean what this is is interesting you know i thought you know with all this incredible content creation i definitely want to hear your story and what you guys are doing over there i thought it'd be really cool to just record our first ever chat and just show people how we network and how taking the online offline um, you know, really works and how it really generates hopefully some synergy and some action um, and just making great connections, man. So usually when I have these chats, it's, it's really just, you know, a chat, you know, I tell my origin story, you tell your origin story. Um, and then we kind of go from there. So I usually bat lead off, but uh, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about yourself, what you guys are doing um, at Misfits and then tell my story and kind of go from there. No, for sure, dude. Um, so I, I started off as a writer, musician, um, pivoted a bunch, ended up um, getting offered a job with a wearable tech company, also um, cool. a uh, virtual reality startup. I declined them both to start my own thing. Um, my first company was a virtual reality startup in the education space that failed within six months because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and then I also had an agency that I launched around the same time, um, struggled for about year and a half, ended up taking off because around that time I was also recording videos every single day mm-hmm. on various platforms, documenting my journey, writing blogs, things like that. Ended up hopping on LinkedIn and my first video hit 30,000 views. Wow. Um, as I continued to climb, my company finally started to take off as well. And I started being flown out to speak and um, consult and things like that. But I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to be more than a marketer. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to build an actual company with employees and people that I actually wanted to spend time with. Um, 
So my current company, Urban Misadventures, we essentially absorbed um, what I was doing before, which was just going into companies and teaching them that their employees were their greatest asset. Um, so using our employee story to drive traffic revenue for the company. And now, um, so we essentially were an umbrella company. We own um, IEEG, which is a video storytelling company. We do some influencer work as well. And then we also own MK Misfits, which is an events company. Um, but within that, all of our team members are influencers in on their own platforms and they have their own communities and for the future like we're looking at building our own brands and our own products and running that through the funnel that we've been building it's um, incredible right now essentially we just we tell stories and we host parties for a living that's that's <laughs> us and and how many guys do you have right now in the company yeah so we've got a team of 10 if you include my dog um but that should be 11 we're offering um taylor she's freaking awesome we're about to offer her um position with us as well so it should be 11. That's incredible and and where do you see the company going in the next 12 months? Uh, next 12 months so we're on track to hit seven figures annual reoccurring revenue in our wow. 18 months. Um, we've legally only been a company for four months now um, so that's going to happen and but within that I'd also like to get the agency to the point where it's just running itself where we become that machine where anybody comes on our team and they're now We've got all the resources, all the data to turn them into an influencer to help them build their community and launch their career. Um, but also that's around the time where I would like to look into, okay, let's launch this brand. Let's launch this product. Um, so I would say that. But the biggest thing is that that seven-figure mark. Wow. That's incredible, man. And what type of brands and influencers do you work with? Is, there yeah, any, so is it category specific or like, or you, you wide right now? You're bringing it in. Like, what, What's your point of view? Yeah, so we will never niche down. So the niche is the fact that we tell stories. Also, we don't really work with influencers. We have like turned some people into influencers, but for the most part, we are the influencers. Mm -hmm. We want to create for us and we can use that to help other people. Um, but specific, like there's no niche in terms of like industry or anything like that. It just let's tell stories. That's that's the niche. I love it. It's, it's incredible. And I've been connecting, you know, over the last couple of months with, you know, these incredible influencers like yourself and, and you guys are still relatively, you know, I don't want to use the word young, but still young in your infancy as far as like, you know, total work experience. And it's just incredible to see your tenacity and how far you've got, you've taken it um, in a short amount of time. And I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, it's incredibly inspiring to me, you know, and now I'm kind of like the old man on the block. I hate saying it, man. It's crazy. I'm turning 40 next month and it's kind of hitting me like a ton of that's a good age. But I'll tell you, man, I, I feel young, right? And I feel more invigorated and excited about life and excited about what I'm doing in life. And <clears throat> I'll, give you, I'll give you a little bit of background. So born and raised in New York or something, I just take a shitload of pride in, man. I think it's, it, it's, a, it's a thick skin. It's a callus that we have here. It's something that we, we really hold our hat on. Um, and I knew when I was in college that I was going to do something in marketing and advertising. I had great internships. I, I interned for the Buffalo Savers hockey team up in, up in school. So I was always part of the action and kind of knew I wanted to jump right in. So I came out of school and I worked at a, a couple of ad agencies here in New York um, doing like alcohol and, and food and bed stuff. And that was pretty cool. Really got my hands dirty and, and how advertising worked. I spent some time in another small shop working on British Airways and then uh, Sirius XM came calling and it was right around the time that Howard Stern was coming, uh, coming over. And I was like, dude, I, I was a huge Howard Stern fan, still am yeah. for my life and, and just an idol of mine. Um, I, I still think one of the, the best interviewers in the history of the world, just the way he conducts, uh, it turns into a real conversation and, and I really try to conduct myself that way too. Um, 
so I was there for about five years. It was kind of the wild west with all the content coming over and Howard building up the brand. Uh, just great learning uh, from a marketing standpoint, uh, watching the business grow and seeing subscribers go from like three to 15 million in, in that five years. So we really grew as a company, survived the merger with, with XM, which was another interesting point to really see how two main companies come together in the politics and the logistics <clears throat> and all the nuances within that. And then about the five year mark, I, I don't know why, but I had this itch to see what was next in life. <clears throat> and my wife and I have a friend who worked at American Express and she's like, hey, they're hiring. And I was like, I never thought I'd work at Amex, right? And then I looked at my wallet and I saw I had, I had three American Express cards on me. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, this, this could be interesting. So I went through like a gauntlet of interviews. I'm not even kidding, man. It was like going through like a men, American Ninja Warrior to, to, to get a job there and literally jumping through fire hoops and shit. And um, I got the job. And it was interesting because I, I pretty much knew within the first couple of days that it probably wasn't the right move, right? I, I just felt it, right? You know when something just doesn't feel exactly right in your gut? But I stuck with it, right? And it taught me a lot. It taught me about process and corporate culture. And one of the things about Amex is really best-in-class training and onboarding. So taking those pieces, I didn't know it then, like looking fast-forwarding, you know, 10 years later in my career, how important that time at Amex would be to my future, right? So about a year and a half in, there was a new president that came on board and they had a whole like organizational change and everything. <clears throat> and it was crazy. They said, check this shit out. They said, in a month, no one here will have their job. If you want your job, you have to re-interview for it. I was oh. like, I was like, say, say what? I got a re-interview. I just went, I just went through all that. Uh, so they offered an incredible severance, and at the time, my wife was a month away from having our daughter. So I took six months off, kind of took a step back, spent time with her, which I, I would never trade for the world, man. Like those few months off, like with my daughter in those early years, were incredible. But it gave me time to kind of think about what I really wanted to do, and I said I want to go back to agency life. I loved working. I loved the, the creative process. I loved, you know, combining strategy with client management, and and really building things. Yeah. So I went back to the agency world and I worked for uh, a great agency called Irwin Penland. They were a Greenville, South Carolina based company, um, really at the forefront of, of social content. And we're talking maybe about six, seven years ago. It was an awesome experience. And then the, the sour taste started to come in and about a little under two year mark, we lost a major piece of business and about 30 of us were laid off what? like a week before Christmas. I was like, like, th this is the way it's going to go down. Anyway, pick myself back up, back on the, on the, on the job hunt. Um, and it was around that time that, that VaynerMedia was kind of coming into, they were about a couple of years old at that point. And I had a buddy that knew Gary and AJ from back in the day. And I was like, hey man, like, this is a great place. Um, so he connected me with them. I went in for some interviews. It went really well. And they're like, we love you, but right now we just don't have the need. So I went to work at another agency and then about a year and a half later, Vayner came calling. They're like, Hey man, let's, let's do this shit. And I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, that time Gary was like, yeah. he's here, not where he is now, like here yet. Um, and I jumped in head first. I was like, this is awesome. And I thought I reached the top of the mountain, right? This group director over there, the hottest agency in town, uh, working with tremendous clients. But I, you know, the first couple months were good. And then, you know, kind of went south. Um, and I take a lot of responsibility for that. There was some shit going on in my life. Um, there was things that were in my control, things that were out of my control and I let it slip away and I just didn't deliver the goods. I didn't, I didn't, and, and it happened pretty fast. Right. And looking back on it, um, 
it was for the better, right? Because if you kept dragging that shit on, it would only get worse and worse. So I lost my job, man. I was fired. And um, it sucked, right? You know, you think you make it to the top and you don't bring your A game. And I was at the time, I was 35. My daughter was three years old. We just bought a house. So like real life shit, responsibilities and like, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to pay the bills? And like, how am I going to go find another job? And, and, and it was at that point where I had to look inside and say, is this what I care about in life? Is this what makes me happy? Yeah. And that day that I got let go, Gary comes into the room and we're, we're sitting face to face and, and he sees him completely distraught. And he's like, listen, man, sometimes shit just doesn't work out. He's not like, cause we don't like you. It's not, you know, it's just not the right time and the right place. It's not that you're not smart, that you're not capable. It just didn't work out. And, you know, he looks over at me and he's like, well, what are you going to do next? And I'm like, I, I don't know, kind of been tossing around some things. And he's like, he said the single most important thing to me, he goes, at this stage of your life, you, you really got to stop focusing on the shit that you suck at. He's like, you're just going to go backwards, right? You're just going to try to fix it. He's like, think about your strengths and double down on them. And I let that like marinate for a minute. I was like, wow, that's pretty impactful, right? Like just stop trying to go backwards and, and fix things that aren't working and repeating the same mistakes. And he's like, well, what are you good at? And I'm like, I'm good at this, what you and I are doing. I know marketing. I know the New York industry. He's like, well, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, well, listen, I have a buddy who does, you know, finance recruiting. And he's always been for years saying, Adam, you'd be a great recruiter. You'd be great at this. And Gary's like, holy shit. He's like, do it. I'm like, what do you, what do you, <laughs> he's like, do it, go for it. And with that, you know, the, 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 the wind at my back and my sales, and I went off and ventured into the world of recruiting. And I, I spent some time, I did my due diligence. I like met with recruiters that I've worked with and found out everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I joined the great search agency and I learned how to be a recruiter. Literally I was 30, 35 and I was starting a new career completely from day one, like a rookie, right? Like making $45,000 a year um, and having to learn a new business and you know, not to come off like, you know, bragging or anything, but I, I, I kind of just jumped right in and, I, and it was like natural. And I kind of, you know, I, I learned how to recruit, but I also knew something that I wouldn't have known unless I had the 15 years of experience before, which was that relationships are the key to everything. Right. And that really predicated my success. I was able to call on candidates and clients that I've worked with and, and things just came together. And I knew really within that first eight, nine months that this was my calling because I enjoyed getting up every morning and doing what I did. And I think that's really key. I think when you roll out of bed and it's not work per se, but it's, it's your life and it all comes together where work and life are all together in a harmony, right? People talk about work-life balance. I don't believe in that shit, right? I believe it's all harmonious, right? You do, you create, you spend time with your family, you produce, you create, and you're able to fulfill your life, right? The money you make fulfills doing things with your family and your friends and living the lifestyle that you want. So worked at an agency for a couple of years, went to another agency for a little bit of search agency. And then about a little under two years ago, I was having a conversation with my wife and she's like, why, why are you giving half of your money to the house? Right? Why are you giving half your commissions away? She's like, why can't you do the shit yourself? I was like, of course I can, right? Like, of course I can. So that was that. I, I left working for the man and about a year and a half ago, I launched my own search firm called NHP Talent Group, which is named after my daughter. She's my North Star. She's, uh, you know, everything I, I do, everything in life for. And then my son, who's six and a half months old. Um, yeah, and so for the last year and a half, I had my own search agency. 
work with brands, I work with agencies, everything in the digital world from startups to brands to agencies. And I assist them with filling open jobs, right? So it's anything from account management, strategy, creative, UI, UX, social, anything in that digital spectrum is what I do. So companies either hire me on a contingency basis or what I really prefer to do is they hire me in-house as a consultant, right? Uh, where I come in and I work as an extension of their talent team and you know, assist them with open jobs and I absolutely love it. How were those first few months? It was interesting because it was rough and I think you could probably speak to this too as someone who started your own business is figuring out the infrastructure part, right? Figuring out how to build business, do the biz dev and still deliver on the work at the same time, right? And that was a challenge for me, right? So it was a little bit of PR going out to people and saying, hey, I'm on my own, I'm doing this. Like that Jerry Maguire moment, like you're coming with me, right? And it was tough, but things picked up pretty quickly. I had a couple of really lucky breaks where people gave me the chance to show them what I, what I could do, right? Some fantastic small agencies that took me on board, um, had some fantastic contracts, got a couple of quick wins, right? Which kind of fueled financially, right? So I was able to reinvest into the company, built the website. I was able to make my first hire, right? And the momentum's been incredible, man. So now I'm on this mission of building my personal brand, connecting with folks like yourself, people that inspire me, people that know how to do it a lot better than me. I've also learned in my career, if you can't do something that you need to do, you find someone who can, that you trust, that you want to work with, and you partner with them, right? And you figure out how to add value to each other, right? And that's kind of what takes us to this conversation today, connecting with like-minded folks and seeing how in this big but small world that we're in right now, how we could help each other. So that's kind of where, kind of where I'm at, man. And I wanted to really connect with you, um, you know, break virtual bread, so to speak, right? Awesome. Cross new frontiers over our, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this, a connection caster. Yes. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you guys. You guys are pretty smart with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, just you know, would love to tap into you, your knowledge and network about, you know, the best ways for me to build a personal brand. I feel that I bring a great story. I feel that I bring a unique perspective and point of view being someone who has hired people, who has fired people, who has been hired, who has been fired, who has worked in digital marketing for a while. And I bring job seekers that unique point of view, like how to succeed in your job search, but also from the perspective of, hey, you're applying to somewhere and why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they reaching out to me? Why is this taking so long? It's also calling it how it is, man, right? Like giving you the real deal shit, like no sugar coating. You see a lot of that on LinkedIn, but like super motivational, like, you know, agencies suck, recruiters suck, none of that. I'm gonna tell you what the real deal is. So that's what we're trying to do. Um, doing a lot of guest podcasting, getting my voice out there, finding my voice, uh, looking for opportunities to do some public speaking and just yeah. taking it day by day, yeah. It's fascinating, dude. That's, that's awesome. As you should. I'm glad you're focusing on it, man. I just, one thing I would say is I think people say build, build my personal brand. And that's just, that's something I've always had. It's something that I just, I don't like because people treat personal branding or social media or all this stuff like this weird entity. And it's just an extension of us. Like my thing is I just want to be the same person online that I am offline because it's, it's just an extension of me. It's, there's no IRL, there's no online, it's just mm -hmm. life. Um, I would just say, be who you are offline, online. Like make sure those things are aligned and you'll be fine, dude. Make sure you're creating enough and sharing enough, do stuff like this. But if those things are aligned, then it's gonna happen so long as you have the right pieces in place. Yeah, and I, and I completely agree with that. And I think it's about authenticity, right? And I think it's about backing up 
what you say, what you do, what you do, what you say, right? And I think that is that is critical, especially in this world where everybody wants to be in that limelight, right? And now, I mean, LinkedIn is, it, it's where it's at right now, right? And it happened really quick, man. It happened in like, I would say starting around like right after Thanksgiving, I mean, they changed the algorithm and it was this influx of just video and content. And what you and your team are doing stood out to me, not only just from the production value, because that's a side, right? That's, that, that's one thing, but it's about the content, right? What you guys are saying and what you guys are doing, because I'm finding a lot of people out there have great cameras, they know what to do about editing and that, but they're, they're, their messaging isn't coming through, it's not authentic. And I think that's what the difference maker is. And I think eventually that's gonna get filtered out naturally on the platform, right? And I think that it's important to bring value about and listening, right? What are people asking to hear? What did, what content do they want? Right. I think there's a lot what of are they not asking. Exactly. Like find find that white space, right? What, yeah. what what's what's missing and, and, and where that gap is. Um, and also kind of tapping into other influencers to see where they're missing on certain things and finding that opportunity. Cause that's how, that's how you're gonna break through. Uh, and it's also tough for me also to not get frustrated with or hung up on views and likes and all that kind of shit, right? Make sure Dude, they- like that, like that specifically, like I was probably like when I first jumped on LinkedIn, video just came out. Like I think it was like September two thousand seventeen. Um, I was friends with all the influencers, all the influencers. Um, everybody was taken off. I was right. so slow and I would spend so much time on my videos, dude. I would like, okay, here we go. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And one day it just popped, but me comparing myself to them like it, it didn't matter dude like it didn't matter at all it didn't affect anything it was just a waste of my time because every minute i spent on them was a minute i could have been spending on myself like it i was also impacting people when i didn't hit a viral video when i wasn't doing all those things like i just that comparison is irrelevant but also like there's so much coming man like so much coming like i, I remember last year i wrote an article about like the future of linkedin i did like this experiment i asked everybody okay what do you want to see what do you all that stuff is coming i guarantee you everything i wrote in that article is coming um some i know for sure some right. will come because it's just going to come but with that um even since i first started like there's been this evolution of content creators and now everyone's so excited yeah i can be an influencer i can be this i don't even consider myself an influencer i'm an entrepreneur dude i'm a writer i'm a i'm a creator um influencer I, that's just, that's not me. Um, but all of the YouTube creators, all the Instagram creators are going to migrate to LinkedIn. So they that's, will. That's, a, that's an interesting perspective too. Cause as someone who is a student of social media, right? I think about that too, right? So if you go back and if you, if you have a timeline, you think about AOL, MySpace, Facebook, right? Is, is it the con, is it the right content that's moving and the right people? Or is it the people that are for lack of a better expression, attention whores that are just going to find a new frontier that's been untapped and then take it over and just perforate it with, with junk, right? That's my fear, right? So how do we make sure, or how does LinkedIn make sure that that doesn't happen? It's, See, it's I, don't, of- I don't think YouTube or Instagram is negative. I don't. I know a lot of people do. I know there's a lot of shit on those platforms. I, there's a lot of good things on, on LinkedIn. I love how supportive the community is, but also the mm-hmm. content itself to me and to a lot of people, I just got a message, hey, like I wanna start creating on LinkedIn, but most of the stuff I watch is boring. Most is just talking heads. Most is self-promotional, I would agree. Mm-hmm. YouTube, there's a lot of creators. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing, incredible creators and stuff that you've never seen before. That's my, what- Dude, YouTube's incredible. My, my, my six-year-old daughter, I mean, I watch her go down these rabbit holes on YouTube of the kids stuff, like the slime and the, and the DIY stuff, right? Like it's, 
it's fascinating. They're making tons of money on it. So, so as an expert creator yourself, right? So I, I've been thinking about a couple of different ways how I could differentiate myself. First is experimenting with, with things like this, right? How do we show somebody something different than just your typical podcast question back and forth, right? Show how we do shit like this. The second thing I'm kind of working on, I'd love to get your thoughts. I've been soliciting questions from the community saying, what questions do you have for recruiters, both internal and, and agency, right? And then what I'm going to do is I'm setting up interviews with like major agency people, right? And asking them those questions, taping it. And then I don't know if I'm going to edit. I don't know what I'm going to do yet from a production I'm standpoint. I'm going to tell you right now, definitely do that just because of what's coming, man. Just keep saving yeah. those questions. Keep saving them. Oh, it's, it's good, man. So I'm basically compiling. I'm starting to record these videos. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I, I'm looking for, I have an audio resource. I have potentially an editing resource. I've been looking at Fiverr and stuff like that. But I want to package it up nice, right? Like, I know it doesn't have to be perfect, right? But elements of branding, consistency, having my logo on it somewhere, right? Intro, outro, whatever it is. But I still want to keep it raw from a content perspective, yeah. right? It's not going to be overproduced, right? I'm not going to be crazy with, you know, 4K, high def and any of that shit, right? But then I think about some other crazy things like how could I tap into my network and relationships that I built over these years and bring people like in real life interviews with like, you know, people do the podcast with like Claude and everybody, but like I want to interview Claude and talk about, all right, let's talk about what happened when I got fired. Like, let's go deep, right? Yeah. What's that process? Right? Like, what is a company? How does that process work from a company when someone is not performing? Right? Like, what, what is that? Like, let's, Let's, let's unveil the curtain, man. And like, I'm willing, I'm willing to like, you know, I'm, I'm coming to terms with that. It took me a while to like say shit like that, but it's my story and just trying to yeah. bring it to life. No, it's really cool. I like that a lot. You know, honestly, like that's something I've never seen before. Like genuinely, that's something I've never, ever seen before. Do you think it's Do got that. some legs? Do that. Yeah. 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 I like that. Now, let me, let me just ask you hypothetically, like, how could you guys, if, if I was a potential client of yours, so to speak, right? How could you guys help me from a content creation, from an execution standpoint, from a um, production standpoint, from a distribution standpoint? Like what kind of services do you guys provide to someone like myself? Yeah. Um, so we don't want to manage your social media. We don't want to do any of that. We don't want to touch you. We want to have fun. Um, we have fun when we're creating content or when we're creating the strategy for that content as well. I would say that's going to be your best bet. Um, we work with a lot of companies. We work with some people, but we're very, very picky about the people we work with because we've got to like, we've got to have fun with you. Right. Um, I would say like the average nano, the average micro influencer averages anywhere from 1500 likes on a, a week in a week basis to about 3000 in a week basis. Um, we could probably get you there in about seven days, but it, it varies per person. Um, that's, that's us on the personal standpoint, which then again, okay, it's, we operate in three phases. That's um, brand awareness, build influence, and then monetization. And that's not to say you're not going to make money or you're not going to sign any deals in between those different phases, but that's kind of the progression for us. I would say for you as an individual, LinkedIn would be the best bet. Yeah. But then again, like we produce podcasts for people, we do video series, but it's just based on your goals and your, um, what you're wanting to achieve. So it's interesting too, because I've been, I've been toying around the idea with a podcast and uh, I was talking to a couple of people this week and ultimately it's not about my motivation. I, I think I, it's about finding the time, right? Balancing my day-to-day -day work and doing the podcast take time, right? From yeah. booking, scheduling, doing your research, you know, because you want to deliver a great product, right? But I'm also thinking about the, the non-traditional podcast, right? Like how do I take my podcast away from that back and forth and utilize something like this? 
cut it up, produce it a little bit, right? And use this content as a podcast, right? Yeah. Do so it, it's a good format. Next podcast is like same what I did before. All right, so today we're talking to, you know, Jane Smith over at XYZ Agency, and we're talking about recruiting. We're talking about, you know, the 10 things to break into an agency, like all that type of shit. So each, each episode would be a little bit different. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but it's about finding the time, you know, budgeting, right? Because the shit ain't free, right? And especially when you have people working for you, right? And you got to be consistent at it. It's not going to happen overnight. And the other thing is too, like, for me, it's not the likes as in numbers. It's about eyeballs, the right people's yep. eyeballs looking at it, right? thousand percent. You know, I need to be looking at people within my industry, people who are other influencers, people who are in my digital marketing universe, right? I mean, it'd be great if I was talking to a plumber in Alaska, but how's that guy going to affect my bottom line? Yep. It's cool. I want him to hear it if he finds it entertaining and useful, right? That's, all, like, that's why I like LinkedIn. Um, a lot of people look at things at surface value, right? Like they'll look at me, hey, you're getting so many likes on your videos. I want to do that too. What they don't realize is, yes, my videos get a lot of views. Yes, I'm reaching broad audience. And that's purpose. Like that's on purpose. Like I'm just broad because it's a discovery platform. First degree, right. second degree, third degree. What they don't realize though is most of the deals we sign come from my articles or my community that I build, which don't get a lot of eyeballs. But that's where I say, okay, this is what I'm fucking good at. This is what I'm, I'll fucking beat anybody in the world at. The long Pain. form? Yeah. Pain. Like all day. And I'm a writer too. So like I that's my jam. Man. But that's, that's where I niche down. But the, the broad videos, they drive that traffic there. So LinkedIn is, it's a funnel. If you do it right, it's a, you can, it can be a funnel. So. Yeah. And I've been, I've been experimenting too with videos too, right? Uh, have you connected with Nico? He's a great one. He's got so much energy. Yeah, I know Nico. Right. And he, and it's just fun. You know, he's, he's inspiring like just different ideas and to try things. And I, and I think that attitude goes a long way. So it's taking that type of energy and pairing it with, with real impactful content, right? Like useful content. Cause you have to think also on LinkedIn, you have to look at the demographics. You have to look at like, there's fucking CEOs on this all day long. The people I want to talk to are, 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 are twofold. One is that the people that I'm actually sourcing from a recruiting perspective. Yeah. And then the folks that are, I would say anywhere like the out of college to that middle management level. Right. Yeah. So I get on their radar. Right. So they know when they're in their job search or they're a hiring manager and they're looking for somebody to recruit for them. And those are different demographics, which completely. makes it hard, but it's also really, really fun. And I think the same for us, dude, like for right, me personally, like let's build buzz, let's build hype, let's build a community. Maybe the CEOs don't like the content I'm posting, but damn, they see the community, they see the impact. That's what I'm selling. That's yeah. what I'm showing. So it's a, it's a balancing act, man, right? It is. It's, I don't know. I like it. It's fun. Sociology. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. Well, cool, man. Listen, um, I just want to say, like, I really appreciate you making the time. Um, let's keep the lines of communication open. I think that we could help each other. I think I could learn a lot from you guys, right? Both near and far, right? Um, you plan on coming to New York anytime soon? Yeah, actually, I think I'll be there next month. So next month or late this month, but I get out there a lot. So, so one thing I always, cause I always like to add value, right? Like my network is tremendous. I mean, that's my biggest asset, right? Like it's just who I know in New York and, if there's anybody that you want to connect with and you see that I am connected to them, right? And I can facilitate that relationship and make that happen, just ping me on that. And, you know, I'll make that happen as best I can, man. Likewise, dude. Likewise. Yeah. And, and when you're in New York, let's definitely meet up. Let's grab coffee, beer, whatever your, whatever your vice is. <laughs> Either. <laughs> right? And uh, we'll make that shit happen and just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're inspiring me, man. And um, 
you know, as I kind of get my thoughts together, um, you know, definitely keep you posted if uh, maybe we could do some business. Awesome, dude. And likewise, likewise, we're growing fast. So awesome, man. I really appreciate your time. You enjoy the rest of your day, Q. You as well, my man. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right, dude. Peace. Later.